Have you ever started a project and then felt resistance? This is totally normal. All human beings have resistance. So in this episode, we're going to examine the difference between resistance, inspired action, and intuition, and how they all relate to each other. The minute I hit send on the email that notified my list that I was doing this podcast, I felt a little bit of resistance. And I want to share that with you to let you know that A, it's normal, and B, I wanna talk about how you mitigate that resistance and shift to inspiration using intuition as the vehicle to get you there. So there's one thing you need to know about sensations or feelings, emotions, as we call them in the body, is they tell you what your vibration is. What I mean by that is you are and will always be a non-physical consciousness that does this thing called vibrate. It's, It's the movement of intellectual organization um, and structure of consciousness. So as your intelligence, as your consciousness moves, you will have awareness about that movement. Now, it's also important to say that you are dealing with two perspectives. You are dealing with your non-physical perspective as it relates to your physical perspective. You are non-physical consciousness, and that non-physical consciousness never deviates from this quote-unquote high vibration called love, an expansive energy that's all-inclusive. Your non-physical consciousness never deviates from that vibe. Your physical perspective or this component that you've segmented off to have this physical experience can. It can go all over the board. It can go really far into contraction or it can move itself back into an expanded state. I like to use the terms expanded and contracted over positive and negative because positive and negative have connotations. You know, when you see those things like positive vibes only and you're like, well, wait, You know, that feels kind of impossible to me. It's because it is. This is an all-inclusive reality. We have positive vibes. We have negative vibes. But again, I like to use the words expanded, which represents positive, or contracted, which represents negative. You've got resistance. That resistance is because you can feel the point of view that your physical perspective is taking, okay? So it's relative to the inner being that you have that never deviates from love. Your physical perspective can deviate and that's where you get the sense of resistance. There's a relationship between these two perspectives. It's the science experiment in high school where you have the control and the variables. The control never moves, and that is your inner being in your non-physical consciousness. It never moves from love. So your physical perspective 
can move. And you know where you are on the spectrum of vibration based on how you feel. It's your navigational map in relationship to pure unconditional love, that aspect of you that resonates with pure unconditional love. So when you are going to start a project, and for me, it's this book and podcast project. I've got tons of other projects going, but for some reason, I felt a little bit of resistance. So that's why I can feel it, because there's a relationship between these two points of view within me, my non-physical consciousness and my physical consciousness. So if it's a constrictive feeling, it's a that's what resistance is. It's going against the flow of your natural state of being. It's you feel the, the friction, right, between the two flows of energy. And I'm like, okay, so I know what to do with this. And so I wanted to share it with you because inspirations involved in getting you out of that perspective and in, in helping you flow energy in a different direction. You ask yourself this question. You ready? What would I need to believe is true about myself in relationship to this topic to feel the way I do? I'm going to repeat that because it's a really important question to ask yourself to expose what is causing that sense of reservation, that sense of resistance within you. A lot of people call it procrastination. They call it, I've just got something else I need to do that's more important when you know what you really want to do is this other thing. What would I need to believe is true about myself in relationship to this topic or idea to feel the way I do? So let me be your example, your guinea pig in this situation. When I'm thinking about the podcast in this in this book that I'm writing, again, I'm feeling a little bit resistant, which is interesting because I'm really passionate about it. I'm really, really excited about the idea of it. So what would I need to believe is true about myself? Well, here's where we get into the topic of beliefs, which we'll also cover in the book. Super, super important. There is some level of a belief that's getting activated that might sound like you don't know what you're doing. You don't have enough content to fill both a book and a podcast. What if no one likes it? What if what you write is no good? That's the kind of perspective that you can witness through the feeling of resistance. That is an active belief identified in real time. We all have limiting beliefs, right? It is the opposite perspective of the source of well-being within us that says, no, no, you got this, right? We'll give you the ideas when you need them. You don't need to worry about content creation. You got all the content you need. You just need to focus in the direction of your bliss and the rest is taken care of. When I look at it that way, I expose the limiting belief that I have active about this. And two things happen. The first is I feel better because I have exposed what that belief is and I can question it, right? I can say, you know what? That's not really true. Never has it been true that I haven't figured out the content to provide and doing it in a way that people have the ability to relate to it easily, right? I've got no proof to the contrary. So there's that. You will feel better. 
And when you feel better, your energy expands. So intuition is bringing me the information, the ideas, the visualizations in the most literal sense, the words that I'm speaking, right? I believe that intuition is guiding every single aspect of my movements within this physical realm because I want it to, right? I have this relationship with this thing called intuition. I trust it. I know it's got my back. It's coming from that version of me that I call my higher self, right? It's it's the translation device. I kind of look at intuition as the go-between, between myself and my higher self. And when my higher self is sending me vibes, I don't speak vibe in my physical perspective, but I do speak intuition. That I can understand. So I'm scanning my body to see what information is coming through and how it's coming through. Again, is it clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, claircognizance? Right? Is it a gut feeling? Is it the goosies? Um, how is it coming through for me? So that is the thing that you can examine when you're feeling resistance. Because as someone who's an intuitive, as someone who's creative, um, you know what it feels like to follow those inspired ideas. It feels really fun. It feels easy. There's a certain flow to it. But we're all human. And so our beliefs can crop up from time to time. And we know that they're there by the resistance that we feel. So that's what you can do to uh, to address it, to, to look at it head on, to examine it, expose it, and then make a choice to flow in another direction. So that felt like a really important topic to talk about today because A, it's happening for me in real time, right? There's a little bit of resistance and I have to figure out why. You know, did, did do I have a belief that says I took on too much? You know, um, for me, I think it was more about the sense of obligation that I've committed to because it's not that I don't like taking inspired ideas. I absolutely live off, I feed off of inspired ideas, intuitively guided ones especially. But it was more the sense of commitment that I have a little bit of resistance to, which is strange because I do all sorts of things that require commitments. I don't have a problem with commitments, but maybe I experienced this so that we could talk about it. I don't know. It's an intuitively guided conversation. There's probably some aspect of needing to feel it so that I could convey what I'm experiencing to you in relationship to this book and this podcast. So what's the difference between, and I think this is a conversation that we can have multiple, multiple times and never tire of it, but what's the difference between a limiting belief and fear or intuition? From my perspective, of course, you're going to hear multiple perspectives from multiple different people. And that's the beauty of this reality is the diversity is the beauty of it. So take, you know, what I say with a grain of salt, use what works for you and pitch the rest. But intuition is coming through with calm certainty. That's how you know it's intuitive and it's a transmission from that aspect of you that is your higher self. If it is a sensation of anxiety, fear, doubt, constriction, limitation, that is witnessing 
That is you witnessing the activation of a limiting belief. Intuition can come through even though you're experiencing a limiting belief. But what I think is important is differentiating the difference between the two, right? Intuitive information is one thing. A fear-based belief is another. They're not the same thing. So let me give you an example of intuition coming through in a situation where there was pain and suffering going on. Many years ago, when my first born daughter was a couple of months old, I met who later became one of my best friends at the park. We spent a lot of time together. We were in the same social circle. She eventually became Sophia, my youngest, her godmother. But when we were attending the same preschool and Isabella was four years old, so I'd known her for three plus years at this point, she had planned a birthday party for me. And no one told me, no one got me there. Um, I missed it, I missed the whole party. And I remember showing up at preschool the next day and this person rolled their window down about a third of the way, which signaled to me that this wasn't going to be a friendly conversation. And she said, we're done, that's it, we're done. And I could not process what was going on. I'm like, what do you mean we're done? You're like my best friend. Well, turns out we were done. She never spoke to me again. But after that event, I went home and I tried to process what was actually happening because it was very painful. I cried, you know, I couldn't understand what the need to, to dissolve the friendship was over this misunderstanding. But I was writing an email to somebody else who was in that group, trying to explain myself, right? Trying to figure out what went wrong, why I was being dissed. And then I, you know, I was like, okay, I can never be a part of the social circles again because this other person is there. But I'm writing this email and there was a voice in my head. And while it was my voice, it was a calm certainty. It was a directive and it said, let it go. And I felt the resonance of the sentiment and I deleted the email. And it's not that it got a whole lot easier really quickly. It didn't. I mean, there was a lot of me trying to navigate. How do I fit into the social circle? The find trying to figure out why it happened in the first place, because I'm a people pleaser, or used to be a people pleaser. I should say I'm a reformed people pleaser. And I, you know, other people's opinion in liking me was super, super important at the time. So that was doubly painful. But in hindsight, what I realized is in that moment, I allowed an intuitive connection to guide me in what was a very dramatic situation. It was a very hurtful, painful situation. So intuition can come through in emergency situations. And my definition at the time was synonymous with what happened. I did not think of myself as a connected intuitive person. I didn't understand how I could be using intuition to guide everything that I was doing all day long. I had no idea 
that I was a non-physical consciousness experiencing itself through the physical lens. I mean, I had no n- none of the information that I know now did I know then. So I was looking through the physical lens solely and trying to interpret what was happening, but intuition was still coming through. So that's just a quick example of, you know, a situation where you need to be intuitively guided. It will come through. It will come through in a calm certainty. There isn't panic related to it, even if you are in physical, you know, emergency situation, something where you're in physical danger. The communication will still be calm certainty, right? There'll be a certain frequency to it. So that's the difference between intuitive guidance and limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs will always feel constricted. They will be shown to you through your emotional guidance system and they will feel some derivation of diminishment, anxiety, jealousy, uh, frustration, anger, despondency, depression, You know, those are all emotions of constriction and intuition can come through even in those cases. Here's another case where intuition came through in an emergency situation for me. When I was in high school, you can read about my upbringing a little bit in my first book, Accelerate Your Mojo. And I remember a situation where it was, we were going through a lot of things with my sister and my parents getting divorced and my mom being ill. She had ankylosis spondylitis and rheumatoid arthritis and just a lot of physical discomfort and a lot of stuff was going on. And again, you can read about that in that book. I was depressed. I used alcohol and drugs in high school to try to figure out how to find some sense of soothing. There was one day that I started cutting and I was just digging at my wrist. I just, I didn't want to commit suicide. I just wanted to stop feeling so bad. And I'm digging at my wrist and I hear this voice that says, it's not your time. And I knew it wasn't that aspect of me that was disconnected. It just, it was a communication, right? And it came through an emergency situation. Now, when I was in high school, the concept of intuition, I had no idea. I wasn't, I didn't consider myself an intuitive. I had no interest in those topics. I was just trying to make it through every single day. So you don't have to be even considering yourself highly intuitive to have intuitive communication. But that's another example of it coming through in emergency situations. So you'll become used to the vibration of the communication of the transmission as it comes through for you, right? You want to become more and more familiar. When I turned about 45, I guess, you know, when I started to explore the accelerate your mojo perspective, um, the seven steps that go with it, the three things that it does. And one of the things that it does is help you tap into your intuitive guidance. That's when I started to realize, Oh, wait a second, you can actually use intuition in every moment of every day for every topic matter. So here's another example. And this example was in the summer of 2021. My middle child is applying to colleges at that time. 
and we're getting inundated with college flyers, just tons and tons of college flyers. I usually just recycle them because that isn't the way that we pick a college is not through a flyer that shows up in the mail. However, I'm standing by the recycling, pitching these flyers into the garbage and I stop. I'm holding one of them in my hand and it's a flyer for a college called Kenyon. And I feel different. I'd never heard of the college that I knew of. And I just knew that this was different. So I held on to it. We did some exploration. We went for a college visit and it happened to be the perfect college for my middle child. That's one of the other ways that intuition can help guide you through just mundane everyday things. I could sit and list a million different ways in which it's offering up guidance to you every single day. But your job is to become more attuned to the ways in which it's already coming through. I like to differentiate between intuition and being blocked from intuition. What I mean by that is you are a hundred percent intuitive. There is a hundred percent of your intuitive guidance coming through. You as a physical creator in this reality are so loved and so trusted that you can create for yourself the experience of disconnection. That is not the same thing as being disconnected. A lot of people say they are disconnected from their intuition. That's fundamentally impossible. You can never be disconnected from your intuition, but you can create the experience of disconnection. That is 100% within your capability. So when it feels like intuition isn't coming through for you, when it feels like you're not being guided, that is you either activating a limiting belief or creating for yourself the sense of disconnection so that you can grow your awareness and be more in tuned with the fact that you are the one doing this. This is your reality. You are creating it and you can create it however you would like to, however you are programmed, however you, you know, if you want to change some of the, that programming, you can do that. So pay attention, right? And I think listening to this conversation, it's a monologue, right? It's a conversation between me and you um, in the form of a monologue, but all the while being intuitively guided, you know, and as I have moved through this podcast episode, I am feeling a sense of diminishment around my resistance because I have proven to myself once again that intuition will guide the process. There's never a lack of material. There's never a lack of content. There's never a lack of optional methodologies. Um, I'm never disconnected. And whatever I decide to actually put into this book is because it is my passion and it's something that I would like to explore in the way that I have written about it with the reader. So how does that relate to you? Well, I want to encourage you to begin to ascertain the difference between your intuitive guidance, how it's coming through for you, how you are allowing it to come through and active negative beliefs. You have to get really tuned into how do you feel? 
And to go back to what I suggested at the beginning, ask yourself that question. What would I need to believe is true about myself in relationship to this topic to feel the way I do? And then allow yourself to recognize whatever comes up, whatever is causing that sense of constriction, that resistance, right? And that's your belief that's active in that moment. It's really good to know that. That's really good information because beliefs can be changed. Beliefs are just thoughts we keep thinking over and over and over again, and they're witnessed through the emotional guidance system, right? That's that's pretty easy to figure out. Being honest with yourself is another level because we're taught to deny those sensations as if what having them makes us less than professional or less than authentic or less of a decent person, right? We've misunderstood that quite a bit. And having constricted emotions, having negative emotions is no reflection on who we really are. Who we really are is a loving non-physical consciousness. That's the majority of who you really are. That's the basis of who you really are. And right now you're having this multiple perspective of being physical and non-physical at the same time. And you're living within that context and trying to navigate and figure out how to determine what is what, you know, what's the intuition and what's the resistance. But once you reveal to yourself what your limiting belief is, you can then take steps to follow what is your highest level of excitement? Take it as far as you can take it so you can't take it any farther. Um, don't demand that that excitement be something. In this case, I am, I do have an idea of what it's going to become, right? It's going to become a physical book. But the demand isn't, you know, it has to look exactly like this. Like I'm letting the content come organically, right? So that is not a demand, but it will be a book. I didn't know it was going to be a podcast until I had the idea and it felt super fun. So look at your own life and see where you can ask that question and see what you can differentiate. You can also write out what your definition of intuition is because your definition is your belief and your belief is creating your experience. And so it's beneficial to know what the belief is. So you can say to yourself, that's not what I prefer. I would prefer something else. Um, and hopefully that will help you. So that's it for today. You can probably hear the wind blowing outside. It's kind of a windy day. There's lots happening. The sun is shining. There's some birds in the trees. And I'm thinking of you. And I'm really glad that you're on this journey with me. I hope that it's helping. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. And I can dedicate an episode to the questions that you have as my listeners. See you next time.